Should the Detroit Pistons play their main core guys of this roster during the final two games of preseason, a back-to-back to end preseason? We'll talk about that in today's episode of the Locked On Pistons podcast. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pistons podcast. Per usual, I'm your host, Kuka Hill. You can find me over on Twitter, at Kuka Hill. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free to available on your podcast platforms. And if you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel, at Locked On Pistons. Hit that subscribe button, or leave us a five-star review. On whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on, that's another great way to support the podcast. In today's episode... um. Of the podcast, we're going to start off talking about whether the Pistons should be playing all of their guys to end preseason. They haven't been able to play all their guys to start preseason. They got a week off. Should they be wanting to play all their guys in the final preseason games? We'll also talk about Monty Williams apparently having a goal for the Pistons to be in the middle third of the pack defensively across the league. Is that possible? Um, And then I want to end it with um, John Hollinger apparently believing the Pistons have the worst roster in the entire league. Does he have, you know, reason to believe that? We'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, but I want to start off with this. Should the Pistons be playing all of their guys to end preseason? So I want to read out, you know, I want to read this exactly, uh, what I saw before I comment on it. Um, this is James Edwards the third tweet. He said, Monty Williams said he might change up the rotations minutes these final two games since it's a back-to-back and he wants to get to the regular season healthy. However, he also said the main guys need these games to get comfortable with each other what the staff is teaching, etc. So, I took that. I want to talk about whether the Pistons should be playing everyone, and I think so. I think they should play everybody. I don't care that it's a back-to-back to end preseason. Um, I understand you want to get to regular season healthy. Every team wants to get to the regular season healthy. If You, it, it, you obviously do not want any injuries to happen. However, especially for a team like the Detroit Pistons, who have a brand new coach, who has a young franchise or franchise caliber player in Kay Cunningham who hasn't gotten to play a lot and who we have seen now over the last two years have a little bit of, um, have a little bit of, um, um, a, 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 let's say a rocky start to his seasons before really picking it up. Um, you'd like that to happen in the preseason. And that, that's just on those two guys. There's a bunch of other guys that have joined the roster. Monty Morris, Joe Harris. You got other guys competing for roster spots. You want to get some familiarity with your players, with your rotation, heading into the regular season. You probably don't want that to just be, you know, sprung upon them first game and they didn't get any of, you know, real reps at it throughout the preseason. So I think the Pistons should be playing anybody who can play. Anyone that can play should be playing. Everyone. Boyan and Monty included. I'm not saying that they're not actually hurt or they're not actually dealing with stuff. But if it is just simply like load management, the Pistons should not be load managing already in the preseason. They're not that good of a team to where they can load manage while maintaining these expectations that, you know, the front office and everyone has in this organization has of them. They need as much time as possible to gel together and they need as much time as possible to learn this new coaching staff. Monty Williams said it himself in this tweet. And I'm not saying that he confirmed that he for sure is not going to play everybody or not play everybody. I know he did. You know, it's something that they're considering. 
obviously. But even Monty Williams said that the main guys need to get these games together with the staff to understand what the staff is teaching, what the schemes are, etc. If you don't play everyone, like if you play, you know, the starting lineup without like who would be the, let's say Boyan's supposed to be in the starting lineup and Boyan hasn't played at all in the preseason. But then as soon as the regular season starts, Boyan Bogdanovich is going to be implemented into the starting lineup. Is there going to be familiarity with that? Are they going to be on the same page? Are they going to be clicking on the same stuff? Is he going to have chemistry with the guys in this new scheme as they're not being not playing at all throughout the preseason? Like, I don't know. Especially Cade. I'll say that. Ashton Cannon, if, if you guys are watching this, hello. Um, but Cade needs to be playing in the preseason. He does. Now, he missed that second preseason game. And Ashton, like we talked about, immediately went to Twitter and said, hey, this is just preseason. If this was regular season, basically saying if, if it was regular season, he'd be playing. He's not really that hurt, blah, blah, like he, And then he since deleted those type of tweets. But basically went out there, and I felt like it basically saying, it ain't no serious injury, relax, it's preseason kind of thing. However, I, unless it's some serious injury, actually, you know what? It, it, I do see the double sides to it. But I think Cade needs to be playing in preseason as much as possible. For the reason I suggested before, they usually take some time at the beginning of the year, the last two years, to ramp up a little bit and get into the groove of things. Secondly, he's coming off injury, so he's going to need some more time, even more time than he's had the last few years to really ramp up because he hasn't played NBA basketball in over, in what, it's been a year. He hasn't played NBA basketball in a year. He's coming off a, a major surgery. He needs to learn his new teammates and the coaching staff. And he's the most important player on this roster, most important player by far. He needs to be getting as many minutes as he can in preseason to to get off all the rust and start the season off fresh and start the season off uh, at, at his absolute apex, at his absolute best possible. And I don't think you can do that if you're not playing throughout the preseason, playing realistic minutes in the preseason, not doing things or doing things in preseason that you actually will be doing in the regular season. All that kind of stuff. They need to be getting those reps with Cade. They need to be getting those reps with a Jalen Duran and Cade, with a Bojan if he can play. Like, I, I understand to back-to-back in preseason, and back-to-back in preseason is just insane. I don't know how that happens. That's stupid NBA. Um, but nonetheless, I, I play everybody. I play everybody. This is a young roster. They're not an old roster. This isn't a team that, you know, it can, can just, like, coast by during the season. No, they need as many reps as they can, all of them. They need as many reps as possible together to hit whatever it is their possible ceiling is this year. Um, and it starts in preseason. Preseason matters. Okay? It does matter. I, I don't think preseason is just worthless. It's there for a reason. It's to get you ready for the se- for the actual season, and you need to take it serious. So I would play everybody, though I understand the 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 thought of, well, I'd rather just be in the regular season healthy. Um, I think that's kind of playing. Um, you're playing a little bit on the – not a little bit, very much so on the cautious side. I think it, you can. there's a fine line between cautious and playing scared. And I would just play everybody throughout the final two preseason games and, and treat, it, treat it seriously. So that's what I would do. Do you guys believe that the Pistons should play everybody possible during preseason? Or do you think that they should wait? You know, don't risk any injuries and go into the regular season fully healthy and just play everybody the first night. Now you don't have to worry about anyone possibly getting hurt the final two games of preseason. Let me know in the comment section down below or over on Twitter at Kuka Hill. When we come back, can the Pistons become an average defensive team? Is it even remotely possible? We'll talk about that when we come back. But first, I've got to tell you guys about one of our sponsors, Jace Medical. Everyone should feel confident to take care of themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. 
Chase handles everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. With Jace Medical's Jace Care, you get five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All you have to do is fill out a simple online form, and in some cases, jump on a quick call with one of their board-certified physicians. It's doctor-created and doctor-recommended. Along with Jace Medical, they are now offering custom ability for your own Jace case with dozens of add-on medications. Choose the medications that best fit you and your family's unique needs. Jace is continually working to expand their medication offerings. In those recent efforts, they added ivermectin as an option in the Jace case. Also, you can buy gift cards for a family or your loved one so they can get a Jace case for their own. Jay's case is great. You need to be ready for any situation life wants to throw at you. Who knows what goes on nowadays, what you need to be ready for, and Jace Medical has you covered. So go to jacemedical.com and enter code LOCKEDON at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON at jacemedical.com for a $20 discount on your order. That's J-A-S-C medical.com. So I want to thank you guys again for making Locked On Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Locked On Pistons. Hit that subscribe button or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. That's another great way to support the podcast. So another thing that apparently Monty Williams was talking about after practice, um, he was asked about what is a realistic defensive ceiling for the Pistons this year. Um, they're a very young team, obviously. They have, um, it's obviously a new coaching staff um, that they're learning. Um, and they've dealt with some injuries, and it seems like that a lot of their players at this point, a lot of players in their rotations, like a James Wiseman, a, a Marvin Bagley, a Boyan Bogdanovich, a Monty Morris, and I hate to do this, but he has to be included, a Kay Cunningham, like all these guys um, have missed how many injuries in the past few years. Isaiah Stewart. Um, Jalen Duran's already getting hurt. Um, not serious, but like they've had some injury concerns over the last few years with this team. Um, with all that considered, just what will be the ceiling for this team defensively? Um, and just to give you guys an idea of where they were defensively this past year, they ranked 27th in the entire NBA in defensive rating at 117.8. The only teams that had a worse defensive rating than the Detroit Pistons this past year was the San Antonio Spurs at 119.6. That's surely going to jump for them with Victor Wembanyama. The Houston Rockets at 118.6. That's surely going to jump with all the defensive guys they went out and added to their team. And the Portland Trailblazers, which they, they might they might stay a bad defensive team. But the other two teams are going to be infinitely better defensively. And then that leaves the Pistons at the 27th team. So, Monty Williams says the goal that he has for this team when it comes to defense is that he would want to be in the middle third of the pack. So kind of basically it sounds like average, be an average defensive team. Um, he says he, quote, wouldn't be happy with that, but he understands the situation in history. And again, I'm getting this from James Edwards III. Is that possible? Is it possible for the Pistons to get to the middle of the pack defensively? So the middle of the pack in the NBA would be around like the 15th spot in the NBA. So hovering around, I would assume, like 15 to 18, that would be like what I'd consider the, the middle third, somewhere around there. Um, so if you can hover around 15 to 18, it seems like that's what Monty would want. The 15th to 18th team this past year, these are the defensive ratings. The Denver Nuggets were 15. They won the championship. They had a 113.5 defensive rating. 
16 was Brooklyn, same defensive rating, 113.5. The LA Clippers, 113.6 at 17. And the Orlando Magic at 113.7, 18. That is more than, that's 4.1 points better than the Detroit Pistons were defensively this past year. If you look at the defensive rating rankings amongst the NBA teams, in the middle of the pack, there's not that big of a difference between all the teams. They're all very, very close to each other. So, like, for example, let's look at this. The Philadelphia 76ers were eighth in this past NBA at 112.7 defensive rating. You go all the way down to the Orlando Magic at 113.7. That's 10 teams all within a point of each other defensively. So they're all very close, and along with multiple teams between 13 and and 17, all tied around 113.5, 113.4. So and the thing, the reason why I'm pointing that out is that the middle of the league is all really hovering around the same area. Like the, they're all hovering around the same area. An average defense, a lot of teams seem to have basically average defense. But then you look. You have to drop damn near more than four points to get to the Pistons. There's more of a difference between the Pistons and the where is it and the 18th team than there is the 18th team and the the eighth seed the eighth team in defensive rating. I bring this up because San Antonio is going to jump defensively. They got Victor. I, I have I'm going to believe that they're going to be better than the Pistons defensively, and the Houston Rockets are going to be better than the Pistons defensively because they went out and added defenders. The Houston Rockets went out and actually got defenders to be a better defensive team. And that's why that's why I'm incredibly interested, incredibly interested to watch how this season plays out. Because Troy Weaver has talked nothing but defense all offseason. Monty Williams has talked nothing but defense all offseason, all training camp, all preseason. All we hear from the players are, you know, we, uh, we got to be good defensively. We got to be better defensively. We can't be bad defensively. All that stuff, yada, yada, yada. If, if you have a focus on defense, you usually make, like, efforts in the offseason to shore up the defense. And I don't want to hear Asar Thompson is, like, the, the big, you know, oh, they got Asar Thompson. That's going to save everything. Asar Thompson is a 20-year-old rookie. And while it looks like he might be a good rookie defender instantly, there's no way any NBA team goes into a regular season saying the reason why we're going to be better defensively, unless it's Victor Wembanyama, who is one of the freaky, actually not one of the most freakish athlete I probably have ever seen in my life. Unless it's Victor, you're not going into your your season saying, oh, our defense is going to be completely changed and different and warped because of that 20-year-old rookie we just drafted. It, it doesn't happen. It, it NBA teams are not doing putting all that on one player. If you want to be so much better defensively, you go out and get defenders, which is what the Houston Rockets did, which is why the Houston Rockets are going to be much better than the Detroit Pistons on the defensive end of the floor. The Houston Rockets identified defense as an issue. They knew they had to get better defensively with this young squad. They knew they needed to establish some kind of identity defensively. So they went out and got Fred Van Vliet. They went out and got Dylan Brooks, both guys who are really good defenders in this league, the Pistons basically kept the same roster and added Asar Thompson and Marcus Sasser on it. So, do I think the Pistons can be a middle of the pack defense this year? No, I I can't see it happening. Now, could it happen? Obviously, nothing's impossible. 
But with the Houston Rockets already, I'm expecting them to jump. The San Antonio Spurs expect them to jump. The only team that would be left behind them based off last year is Portland. And can the Pistons jump ahead? Indiana, can they jump ahead? Dallas, that actually went and got defenders in Grant Williams. Can they jump? Maybe they could jump the Sacramento Kings. Are they going to jump Utah? I don't know. Are they going to jump Atlanta? Possibly. The Wizards, probably. The Hornets, who are really good defensively after the new year this past year. I, I don't know. If the Pistons actually added defenders, then I'd say, yeah, that's a reasonable expectation, but they didn't. So what you're really re- relying on, and that's why I'm really interested to see this season, because I want to see where they right to rely on this. Because we have to wait to see how the season plays out to know if they're right or wrong. They're really banking on, one, schematic uh, changes with Monty Williams. Is Monty Williams going to be that schematically different and, and, and um, above what Dwayne Casey was defensively? to where he's putting guys in the best position possible and works perfectly for the Pistons. Is he is, is Monty Williams going to be that much better of a defensive coach? And also, are the Pistons going to have that much internal development on the defensive end of the floor? I I personally, I don't see it happening. The Pistons are going to be playing Boyan Bogdanovich, who is not a good defender at all at his age. They're going to be playing Monty Morris, who's not a very good defender. They're going to be playing... Um, if they do play Joe Harris, which it looks like they are, it's not going to be that good defense. He's not that good defensively. Alec Burks was one of the worst defenders on the team this past year. Marvin Bagley and James Wiseman are your backup five options, and neither of them are good defensively. And you, if your back, if your fives are bad defensively, good luck trying to anchor a defense. Jane Ivey, I'd love to see him get better defensively this year, but he was really bad. Def- he was one of the worst defenders in the league this past year. So it's like that's the roster they brought back. They didn't really all they added defensively was Asar, Asar Thompson, and we've yet to see him. Now I know we've seen him play through two preseason games and he's looked really good defensively, but we haven't even seen him yet in actual NBA games playing defense. So who knows? So do I think middle of the pack is reasonable? No, I think was most likely a ceiling for the Detroit Pistons. They were twenty seventh this past year. I think their ceiling is like twenty two, twenty one. Like maybe five spots, and that's simply due to maybe Atlanta, Washington, and and Sacramento. That those are the teams I could see them jumping defensively. Um, but I mean, I'm I'm more than happy to be proven wrong. I, that's why again, remember before this season, before the preseason, I should say, started. I told you guys in the podcast this season is going to be so much fun to watch because there's so much exciting unknowns. Like this is one of those exciting unknowns. I want to see how they, obviously they want to be better defensively. I want to see how they go about it. What's the defensive scheme going to look like? What positions are they putting guys in? And is that good enough and internal internal development good enough to make up for the fact you didn't go out and get defenders? If it is, you're a freaking genius. Like the Pistons were geniuses. If it wasn't, it kind of blows up in your face. I can't wait to see how it plays out and what it is schematically defensively that they're trying to do, especially when they have everyone healthy. I Like I, that's, I'm really interested to see what they're trying to do there and seeing if it works out or not. I'm, I'm really excited about it. So let me know what you guys think. Can the Pistons be an average defensive team this year? Let me know in the comment section down below or over on Twitter at Cooker Hill. When we come back, do the Detroit Pistons have the worst roster in the NBA according to John Hollinger? Is he right? We'll talk about that when we come back. But first, I've got to tell you guys about one of our sponsors, FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. 
If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. This app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. The Pistons over-under on the season is 28 and a half wins. How are you feeling, Pistons fans? Are they going to go over 28 and a half? Are they going to go under 28 and a half? You feel confident on either of them? Head over to FanDuel. And FanDuel saw the future with the Lions as well. Before the year, they had the Lions as betting favorites to make the playoffs. They had them as betting favorites to win 10-plus games. And right now, the Lions are 5-1 and on their way to winning the NFC North, making the playoffs and winning 10-plus games. FanDuel seems to know it all. I trust them if I were you. That's the kind of stuff you can look at and do over at FanDuel. So, again, visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with a $200 bonus bet when you place a $5 bet with FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Again, use code LockedOn for that $200 and bonus bet with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. So I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free to available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. Hit that subscribe button or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. That's another great way to support the podcast. So I was, I, I didn't even see this happen. I didn't even see him say this. Um, I was just scrolling uh, Twitter um, before I started the podcast. I was just scrolling Twitter. And apparently I had seen that John Hollinger apparently believes, according to his models, um, and he, he said some other things, but I don't want to really get into anything John Hollinger goes into. Uh, but he thinks the Pistons, apparently, are going to have the ver- worst roster in the entire NBA. Now, you guys know this. You guys know I'm not the most, you know, happy-go-lucky Pistons person. Okay, I'm not the biggest happy-go-lucky, you know, person covering the Pistons. Like, that's not what I am. I've been, I think I've been fairly realistic. I think I am, um, so, I mean, some fans may call it maybe too pessimistic on the upcoming season. I think their ceiling is somewhere, somewhere around like 32 to 34 wins. That's where I believe. Is that playing worthy? Probably not. Like, that's where I'm at with this team. I don't, I don't, I'm not, you know, being biased because I cover the team. However, the worst team in the NBA, the worst roster in the NBA, that's pretty damn disrespectful. I can't lie to you. That, that's pretty damn disrespectful. The Portland Trailblazers, I think, probably have a worse roster than the Pistons. Maybe the Utah Jazz. The Washington Wizards. Okay? Like, now, let, let me. I'm not going to sit here and troll, okay? I'm not going to sit here and troll and act like there's a lot of them. That, that's the end. That's the end of the list right there, okay? And the list doesn't go long. It's a very short list, Okay? It's not like I'm not, you know, rolling out the scroll and, and you know, reading through it all. Like, it's it's very, it's a very short list. I understand. But the Pistons are not the worst roster in the NBA. Now, does that mean that they just can't be the worst team in the NBA next year? Like, I'm sure it's in the realm of possibility, just like it's in the realm of possibility that they make the playoffs. Like, yeah, it's in the realm, but I don't think they're going to be. And if they... Being the worst team in the NBA with Cade Cunningham on your team, if Cade is who everyone thinks he is, there's no way that can happen. There's no way it would happen. If Jay Ivey is who everyone thinks he is, there's no way that will happen. If Boyan Bogdanovich simply is what he's always been, there's no way that can happen. If Jalen Duran is who everyone thinks he is, there's no way that can happen. Like, Monty Morris apparently is supposed to be this 
You know, I was told all offseason how Monty Morris is one of the best backup point guards in the NBA. If that's true, there's no way it could happen. Alec Burks, you know, these guys are NBA players. There's no way that they are going they have the worst roster in the NBA. Especially, especially if the Detroit Pistons or if Kay Cunningham turns out to be what we all think he can be with the Detroit Pistons. There's no way. Cade simply himself will stop this team from being the worst team in the NBA. I think that's absolutely and utterly disrespectful to say. And John Hollinger has never been a fan of the Pistons. I don't think I've ever seen him say one one nice thing about the Pistons. Not one time. I don't think I've ever seen him giving the Pistons any kind of positive criticism, or not positive criticism, any positive comments. Um, I, I don't remember what he thought about the Pistons drafting Cade, but I wouldn't be surprised if he gave him an F for that and said that Cade was going to be a bust. Like, that's how big of a hater John Hollinger is of the Detroit Pistons. Like, he nonstop, it feels like he goes out of his way to take shots at the Pistons whenever he can. I, I Like, the Pistons could draft Jesus Christ, and he would still and he would still probably find a way to criticize that move. Like, so, I don't put too much into what he says, to be honest, but this was, this, I saw people talking about this enough to where I wanted to comment on it. Is there a long list of teams worse than the Pistons? No, it's not a long list at all. Again, it's probably like maybe two to three teams. But are they the worst roster in the NBA? No. No. Cade himself will stop that. Cade's what we think he is. Cade will be better than any player on the Washington Wizards. Cade will be better than any player on the Charlotte Hornets. Cade will be better than any player this upcoming season on the Portland Trailblazers. The Utah Jazz have Laurie, but if K, you know, K maybe could get to that level this year, that would be great. But like, K, there's no way. If you believe in K, there's no way. That's all I'll say. If you believe in K, there is no way this team can be the worst team in the can be the worst team in the NBA. Now that doesn't mean they can't be bound three. Doesn't mean they can't be bound four. But worst again, unless some injuries happen, there's no way. No way in hell I believe it. So. What do you guys think? Do you guys think it's actually possible the Pistons have the worst roster in the entire NBA? Let me know in the comment section down below or over on Twitter at Cooker Hill. That's all I've got for you guys today. Please hit that subscribe button to the YouTube channel. Leave us a five-star review, whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. Thank you for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. And until next time, I'll see you guys later. Stay safe. Enjoy this Pistons game against OKC Thunder. Find somewhere for you guys to watch it. I'm sure there's somewhere. Um, until next time, I'll see you guys later. Peace out.